let's get ready to study God's Word. episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into today's study. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for your goodness to us. We pray, Lord, that you'll give us wisdom and understanding and help us that we will be able to communicate this material clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, The Soul That Sinneth. And our passage comes to us from Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4, King James Version. It says, Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. In the Bible, the word translated as soul, most often in the Old Testament, is nefesh, and it means living entity. In fact, soul is described in Genesis 2 verse 7, It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Became a living soul. So the Bible teaches that man is a living soul, not that man has a living or immortal soul. And the definition given here is dirt plus the breath of God equal living soul. When the breath of God is removed, then man becomes dead. Man dies. Okay? There is no such thing. The Bible does not give any implication that the soul is immortal. Because the human is not immortal. And the human does not have a soul outside of his own person. The Bible does not explain exactly how the breath of God works. All we know is that it animates life. But the breath, when it is returned, when it is taken from man, when man perishes, the breath returns to God who gave it. In a way, you can think of the breath as electricity. If you were to think of our body as an appliance, you could think of the breath as electricity. And when electricity flows through the appliance, the appliance can live and function. The Bible gives us no definition of any inherent properties of the breath of God in our nostrils other than providing life. Ezekiel 18.20 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son, The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, 
and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. The soul references a living person. You can search through the books, the Old Testament, lots and lots of references in Leviticus, in Numbers, the Psalms. Each time, the soul is the person. The Bible tells us that only God has immortality. 1 Timothy 6.16 says, Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Only God has immortality. So even if man had some sort of a soul entity, even if there was this other non-corporeal entity that that belonged to man, it's not eternal. It's not immortal. Only God hath immortality. When we die, we give up the breath. Psalm 104, 29 says, Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and return to their dust. Because dust plus breath equal living soul, living entity, living person. If the dust no longer has the breath, then it's just dust and the person is dead. Ecclesiastes 12, 7 says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit, or breath, because that's what that word is, shall return unto God who gave it. Okay? The word in uh, Ezekiel, not Ezekiel, the word in Ecclesiastes 12, 7, that is translated in this passage as spirit and in some other passages, is rock. And its definition is wind, and by resemblance, breath. Figuratively, life, anger, etc. That word is used in the King James 378 times. So it's used a lot. And the reason that people believe in the immortality of the soul is sadly because they were lied to. And who lied to them? Let's go to Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God told Adam and Eve that if they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then they would die. The serpent said, you won't die. And now we have a whole set of people who believe that man is immortal and cannot die, or at least has components of himself that are immortal and cannot die, despite the fact that God said, if you touch this thing, you will die. And we see death all the way around us all the time, and yet we still believe that some part of us does not die. In John 20, verse 17, Jesus said, this is after his resurrection, he said to Mary, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, 
I ascend unto my Father and your Father, unto my God and your God. Jesus is telling us here that after his resurrection, since he had died, he had not gone to see the Father. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Things that are immortal cannot die. Jesus had to take on human nature to be able to die. Because as a divine entity, he could not die. But in taking on humanity, he was able to bear pain and sickness and hunger and every experience that we have, he was able to experience. The soul that sinneth, the person that sinneth, it shall die. He or she shall die. Death comes as the wage of sin. Wages of sin is death. The doctrine of an eternally burning hell requires as a foundation that the soul of man be something separate from the person of man. Because if there is no immortal soul, then it is impossible for there to be an eternally burning soul in torment. And, as we recently explained, if man is alive to be tormented eternally, then he has immortality. He has eternal life just as verily as the righteous do. And the Bible does not teach that the wicked have eternal life. It teaches that the wicked will die, will perish, will be destroyed, will be turned to ashes. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And in that passage, and in many others like it, soul means person. Here are some other passages. Genesis 12, 13 says, Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. This is Abraham speaking. Abraham was, was uh, interested in him, his person, being alive. Okay? Look at what Genesis 34, 8 says, And Hamor communed with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her him to wife. Speaking about live people. Okay. Look at Leviticus 5. A lot of references here. It says, Leviticus 5, let's look at verse 2. For if a soul touch any unclean thing, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast or a carcass of an unclean cattle, or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and if it be hidden from him, he shall also be unclean and guilty. Talking about living persons. 
thing. Leviticus 17.11, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your sins, for your souls, sorry. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Again, talking of living persons. Okay, talking of living persons. There are lots of passages that talk about the number of souls that went down into Egypt, 70 souls. Again, talking of living persons. Let's bear in mind, the Bible gives us one definition for the soul. That's found in Genesis 2.7. It tells us in multiple places that the soul that sins shall die, which implies that the soul was alive beforehand, according to the Genesis 2 definition. And because the soul can die and does so when the breath is gone from the body, then there can be no doctrine of eternal burning of a soul of a person that's dead because the soul is dead. If dirt plus breath equals living soul, then at best, dirt minus breath is dead soul. At best. No other definition the Bible affords us. Okay? Certainly, you'll find some ambiguous or seemingly ambiguous definitions of the soul. A quick one would be Genesis 35, 18. It says, and it came to pass, talking about Rachel, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. Okay. As her soul was departing, as her life was departing, as she was expiring, for she died, but it's okay for her soul to be departing, for her life to be departing. It's okay because she still had breath. She still had breath. Soul in this case is nefesh, which properly means a breathing creature. So as she was coming to the end of her existence, she called his name one thing, but the father called it something else. So even so, nefesh means a breathing creature. While she still had life, but it was going away. Right? Not while she was becoming a ghost or some sort of ethereal entity. Ezekiel 18.4 says, Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Genesis 2.7 tells us what that looks like. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the definitions that you've given us. We thank you for your word, which explains these matters clearly to us. Please help us to have a right conception of the living soul. Please help us to recognize 
that you created us from the dust of the earth and that you breathed into us the breath of life and we became alive. But that when the breath of life departs from us, we perish and return to dust and your breath simply goes back to you. Help us to understand this and help us to recognize all of the false doctrines that are placed on top of an incorrect understanding of the human soul. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on a variety of platforms, including Pandora, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.